Welcome everybody. Another episode of the Centre Circle podcast. Slightly different format today. Uh, we're doing this um, over the great internet. I'm joined by uh, by Key and Terrell. How's it going, boys? What's happening? What's not happening? Not bad. Not bad. What's up? We couldn't uh, we couldn't get together in the room for Christmas, but there was there was things to talk about, so we thought uh, we'll jump on the on the waves of technology and get it going. Um, consistency, isn't it? Consistency. Yeah. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Episode 41. Uh, today we're going to cover uh, Wolves and Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea stumble yet again. Um, is it time for, for questions about Poch's tenure? Uh, Spurs versus Everton. Uh, Burnley finally grabbing a win down at Fulham. And the, the clash of the Titans. Liverpool versus Arsenal. Uh, and uh, on top of that, we've got a few, few topics to discuss. Uh, outrageous red card for for Bolly today. Uh, Odegaard's Harlem Globetrotters moment at the Liverpool Arsenal game, uh, and uh, the 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 savior Jim Ratcliffe has uh, has has ridden into town in Manchester. So yeah, uh, without any further ado, uh, Wolves Chelsea, uh, Wolves two Chelsea one, another loss for Wolves away loss, boys. What what are we saying now? What what? Well, did anyone watch the game? Firstly, I didn't catch the game. No, I didn't see it. So yeah, I caught uh, I caught the highlights. Um, I mean, first things first. Raheem Sterling had a chance very early on, so it's been a mistake. It's three on one. The one was the goalkeeper. <laughs> uh, he went to slot it in, and the goalkeeper saved it. Yeah, Cole Palmer and Kunku were not happy. Yeah, I think he, the the person he should have passed to was Palmer. Um, but you can understand, like if you're if you're one v one, you're you kind of want to take it on. But as I've said previously, Sterling's one one on one finishing isn't the best. Was but they right? Oh, was they right next to him, or was he just on his own kind of one on one? No, no, T. Uh, three of us in line. A freeze frame, but I don't know how real the freeze frame was. Like it, how the freeze frame is kind. When you watch it, it's he rolls it to Cole Palmer and he just or oh, Nkunku is that put it this way if you rolled it to Cole Palmer and Cole Palmer messed it up, Nkunku would have still been able to score. So yeah, he should bad. he should have just passed the ball basically. That and at that, that point it's right. So that was at nil nil, right? Yeah, exactly. I was about to say so that's at nil nil. That puts Chelsea one nil up. And then you go two nil down basically. Uh after that, Lamina scores a header. Um in the in the second half, so that happened in the first half. Galapagos rest of the game. Lemina scores ahead in the second half, and then McDowell he again ninety third minute kind of seals the game. So you're kind of thinking one nil. You, you the guys would have pushed on there. So it's a it's a it's not a good one, man. It's not a good one at all. Um, and then Nkunku scores his his first Chelsea goal, first Premier League start, first Chelsea goal. Probably a little bit too little too late uh, in the ninety sixth. Minutes, but yeah, are we? Does Potts need to be worried about his job? I thought I, I thought he had a free hit this season. Yeah, I did say that, but your your free hit is only so free. Right. I don't know. Like, it's pointless talking about Chelsea, man. Like, I just don't think it's <laughs> it's like strangers just playing football. Like, <laughs> they, they, they they got some quality players, but they just. It's, they've just been shoved together. 
and just said, yeah, just play kind of thing. You can't really expect anything. I only expect anything from them. Well, not expect, but I, I expect them to turn up against the big teams because that's mm. what I think they actually want to perform. They actually want to run and they're not rubbish players. They're just not like they just don't know what to do with each other, basically, on a normal day. So you don't think that his job should be in any jeopardy or they should be looking to make it a change? It should just be a free hit season. They're 10th now. They've lost eight games. They've won six. They've drawn four. So well, it's not really his fault, really. I don't mm. think it's his fault anyway. I feel like the owner's fault. That's his fault. Yeah, I think for me, I don't think his job is in jeopardy. I think it would have been like a sounding out season for him. But I think the problem that he's facing is that none of the players are really stepping up. Mm. Like, I think this this season would have been a chance for him to be like, right, I didn't make these signings, but I'm going to take a pick and take stock of who I've got and who, who I think can perform next season so I can kind of work around that. And I think as the season goes on, I think he's just struggling to find out who those kind of core players will be that he takes forward next season. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, like, Cole, Cole Palmer might be his signing because he, like, he came in quite late after he signed. We know that he's a, he's a good player. Sterling, you're not going to bomb off, even though he's been a bit indifferent for, like, the last kind of six weeks or so. Yeah. Um, he He's going to be in and around the squad. But outside of that, can you say anyone else has really taken a chance or kind of stepped up and say, yeah, we can integrate you into our squad next season? Like, hopefully Nkunku might show a bit. I think that's the hardest part of his job because realistically, January and, and, and the summer, you're looking to remove some of those players, isn't it? I don't know if he really. I don't know if he needs to bring in anyone, but he needs to remove some of them. But it's they're, they're not bad players. I just think it's a bad environment. Yeah. Which ones do you remove? Like which ones do you? Because I guarantee you, some of them players that go, they're gonna be playing fine, like proper football, wherever mm. they go. I can see yeah. them leaving and playing yeah. decent football, playing well. So mm. it's gonna be hard, man. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, you look at one of the goals today, you guys will see the clip, you know, my my favourite Chelsea defender, Baddy Ashil, yeah? Um, <laughs> the ball's come into him, he's in the centre of his six-yard box and he just flipped out his foot to clear. You know, like you're doing five-a-side, you're there, there, put it here, right? you just flick out your foot. He just flipped out he's his foot. Straight to him. He's just gone straight to, um, to, uh, yeah, to Nunez or someone and he just, he literally just slotted it in bottom corner. It was like I was watching Power League. I'm just like, what are you, you know, what are you doing? And it's just there's a sometimes when the pundits and the defenders, you know, when they're talking about some of these mistakes and they're saying it's a mentality, it's a mindset, and I'm like, oh, it's only one mistake. It's things like that where you think, no, it's true because in that moment, for you to just think that like, that's cool, you're not, your brain's not like, operating that's at the right. Place. Keep up the mentality around the club, like around the players, like who's mm. who's stepping up. You got Conor Gallagher, yeah, he's played well this season. Cool, he's the captain. He's gonna chat to me. I'm Mudra, hundred million pack like Enzo. I'm I'm a World Cup winner. Like there's no one picking up anyone, like pulling up people and saying, What are you doing? What are you doing? Like da 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 da. You got these guys chatting to me. I ain't listening to them. I don't really care. I'm all right, kind of thing. That's what it looks like. But um 
I don't know because oh, we said that at the start of the season, didn't we? Like the the whole inexperience thing, like right. for an established club like Chelsea to go into a season with minimal experienced players, and again refer to Sterling, experience, been around the block, Thiago, like his CV reads for itself, but outside of that, no. But like, even I mean, like look, look, no one. look at even recently, yeah. You can't say Enzo don't know how to play properly in a proper team. He'd done it with Argentina. He won the World Cup. Like, you can't say Caicedo can't do it. He just We just saw him do it at Brighton. But if you go back to Caicedo and oh, Enzo... just see Cole do it at, at Brighton. But what I'm saying, in terms of experience, between those three players that you mentioned, I bet they've got less than 100 first team appearances across across the board because Enzo didn't play many games for Benfica Caicedo didn't play many games for 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 Brighton prior to leaving maybe like a se- two or a season or two Colwell only had his like breakout season last year and I think he didn't play more than 20 times for for Brighton so I know they've kind of they it seems like they've been around but one or two years playing isn't really a lot yeah, but I you know, say that. I know you've you, won a World Cup. If but... you got, if you bought, if you bought Caicedo and Colwell, they wouldn't be playing how they play. Oh yeah, because we got better players around them. They, the they would environment have been to a better team. The environment is different, totally different. Yeah, they would and, the have and they would have played well, way better than what they're playing now. If Mudrik come to Arsenal, he's got, he would have played better than what he is doing now at Chelsea. Yeah, and the standards. Standards that have been set are different. You know, you walk into Liverpool, you walk into Melwood, there's a standard that's set there, right? They've achieved things recently. Klopp's been there for some time. The coaches, Van Dijk's been the captain for three years or something now. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the standards are set. So, yeah, T's right. I think I think things are forming there. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you ask me personally, I'm not saying this should sat poch. But the reason why I'm asking is <laughs> you've got these owners, they spend a lot of money. They got rid of Potter for various reasons. I think he wasn't their guy, right? Cool. Excuse me. They've now got Poch. Um, I think he has to be given the season, but there's a limit to that. That's the only reason I was asking that. What's the limit? There's a limit oh, to what's that. What's the point know? in sacking him? What's the point? Yeah, no, there's no yeah. point in sacking him. What's the, like... So if he starts, if he starts dancing with Bournemouth and them and them lot, you're, you're still going to be like, cool. He's got January. He needs to sort something out in January. He needs to. Tr- <laughs> That's fair. He needs to. He needs to. He needs to be the boss. That's what he needs to do. He needs to be the boss. Like, I don't want him. I don't want him. I don't want him. Mm. I need a couple more players, maybe. But I need those ones out. I need a couple in because there's gonna be players that yeah they're good, but he's just looking at them, probably walking around the training ground and not caring and and thinking, no, nah, I can't do this with them. You yeah. get me? Yeah. I think you need to be a bit ruthless and as well, even though they've lost to teams that you think Chelsea wouldn't lose to. In those games, it's just they haven't been clinical. Like it's rare that though those games they lose, they've kind of been outplayed, if that if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some chances today where Yeah, again, that's what they I'm saying to you. Like they the, the games they're losing, they're 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 in the games. Like you know we we talk about Man United and they lose to kind of smaller teams where they've just been outplayed for like 60, 70 minutes of the match. Like I don't really see that with Chelsea. So I think he I think, might take a bit of heart from that and be like, 
I've got a foundation to work from, but yeah. it's just not falling into place yet. It's gonna click in it. That's what they keep thinking. It's gonna click yeah. eventually. It's yeah. gonna click. because then they pick up results against like or good performances against like bigger teams in it. So yeah. So I think uh, any and one thing Potter might say is is um is injuries. Here's so, what I found. Serena wants to you. Um, is it? I mean, I look at the injury list: Cucurella, Fofana, Caicedo, Chalobah, Chilwell, Reese James, Sanchez, Enzo Fernandez. Like for a lot of teams, I mean, those are all apart from Chalobah. Those are all he basically plays. first team players. Yeah, yeah. has been amazing. What you like? You know, when we talk about that injury list and stuff like that, like cool, I get it, injury list. But that injury list, those players weren't doing anything when they was when they were fit. <laughs> so what's the difference? I was gonna say Cucurella wasn't, Caicedo wasn't, but Chilwell was, James was. Hmm? No, I would like to say James was. James has hardly James has hardly been fit. Let's take James out. But Chilwell was decent, was playing decent. Enzo Fernandez was playing decently. I think he was a decent yeah, part. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, everyone else, you're right. Sanchez was doing a madness, absolute madness. Well, yeah. I don't know. This team is weird, man. They've got so many players and then they get injuries and then they complain about injuries. You bought about 50 players, bro. But because if I look at their unused substitutes today, I don't know any or Lavier's on the bench. I don't know them. I, I looked at the team, I don't know the <laughs> yeah, but, but um remember Lavia, Southampton. Yeah, I see him. I was thinking yeah, right. yeah, he's he's the first, okay. first time he's in the squad. And then the subs that I came on Madueke, Badia Shield. Uh, Matson and Cuckoo came on on 59th minute, and Modric came on 59th minute. And the reason why I brought that, like, who's like I've heard Matson, but mm. you've spent how much money, and these are the guys that you've got on your bench. <laughs> and so, yeah, do that. Yeah. I'm thinking, what is going on? Mate, it's crazy. And the reason why I brought it because I looked at the starting lineup, and again, it's it, it just there doesn't seem to be a familiarity to it, right? Cole was still playing left back, don't know, I can't figure that one out. We've got okay, Silva and and the Sassy centre back, cool. Gosto right back, that's kind of been settled ish. I still don't know why Cole was playing left back. Obviously, Ben Chilwell's out. Well, Ben Chilwell and Kukurella's out, to be fair. Okay. Um Gallagher and Ugachuku started kind of as a because he's playing four, two, three, one. And then he's played Sterling behind Brazier. I mean, sorry, and Jackson behind Brazier. And then Sterling and Palmer either side. Now I didn't watch the game. But if that's how he's actually set up. And that that when I look at what's on the bench, that's crazy to me. But again, to T's point, Mate, he's figuring it out, right? He's got the season to figure it out. Jackson as a ten is just ridiculous. Like if you you see him playing up front, he's got no composure whatsoever. But you want to stick him in one of the most pivotal roles in your team to try and dictate play. Like I need I to watch understand. the game. I need to watch the game and see if he actually played. As a ten, or that's just how it's written up, because yeah, that's not possible. Potts can't be doing that. If he played Jackson as a ten, he maybe he should get fired. <laughs> maybe he should yeah. get fired. All right. So but yeah, never Chelsea lost. Like, I was gonna Wolves, say Wolves pirating on. Played pretty well this season, isn't it? So well, they're up to eleventh, uh, twenty-two points. What do they got now? They have uh, they've lost eight games. They got the same record as Chelsea. Lost eight games. He's been injured. Exactly. So one of their big players has been injured. But um, 
yeah, another decent win. Lamina's doing well. I like the look of him this season. Um, um obviously Gary Neal went and, and did his uh look at me on Sky Sports on, on Monday Night Football. But he's done he's done well. He's done well. He's done well. Um and they march on. I think I mean if, if the season ended now and they finish eleventh term, you take that for them, right? Oh yeah, definitely. First season. I remember he came in the week the season started. Oh yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, like he, he did just survived last season. Didn't they just survive last season as well? Uh, I can't remember where they finished last season. I need to but, double check. Um, I'm pretty sure. There. Yeah, they, it wasn't an easy one for them last season. Around there. But um, yeah, Wolves, Wolves keep going. Okay, cool. So let's move on to Spurs. Spurs have um, have kind of uh, slowed down the uh, Everton bus, which I'm sure Isaac would be happy with if he was here. He'd, he'd be he'd be uh, he'd be happy with that. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't a clear cut two one, right? I think Everton had some no, chances. Then Juma had a chance at the end, which yeah. centimeters centimeters. In the old days, the, the liner might have flagged goal for that one, you know. Yeah. But um, Richarlison scores again, uh, not with his head this time. So uh, tapping in the box, and then uh, Son uh, another goal. So they kind of control that first half, I think. Um, went tuning up, uh, and then a ghost from the past. Andre Gomez, Keith and I were talking about it yesterday. Um, I mean, I know he had some horrific injuries, and then the the managerial genius that is Frank Lampard let him go on loan to to Lille. Um, but he's got a bit of a screamer. So, despite another loss, I think uh, for me, from what I saw, Everton played well. I think Everton played well. They just came against a better team, and they couldn't finish their dinner. What do you guys think? Yeah, like um, first half, they were a bit sloppy. Um, I think uh, Calvert-Lewin had a decent header in the first half that Vicario pushed away. But Spurs had the better in the, in the first half. Obviously, like I said, Richarlison got a good goal. Well worked, actually. Um, Johnson, down the right, played it into him. Really good good finish. Mm. Um, but yeah, second half, Everton kind of got, got at them and it, it could have been a different result um, if it wasn't for the woodwork and Vicario. I can't remember what play it was. Might have been Dan Juma again, who had a, a shot that Vicario tipped over. Really good save. Um, and we've kind of said like he's been one of the one of the signings of the season, to be honest. Um, it's rare that you kind of get a young, good goalkeeper that comes into the Premier League and starts doing well straight away. Yeah. I think he's been nominated for like saving a month every month <laughs> since he since he's been there. Been a good signing, man. Yeah, so yeah, good signing. But um yeah, Spurs are Spurs are not they're not looking as good as what they were like the first kind of four or five games of the season when everyone was raving about them. I think you can get at them. And yeah, like, same as Everton. Everton are not as bad as what they were first four or five games mm. of the season. That's just starting they, to to work his magic. Yeah. That's bull. And again, I know it's easy to say because Toro, I think you said it a couple of episodes ago. I said, oh, if they didn't have the 10 point, you know, they're on, uh, Everton are on 16 points now. You know, without the 10 point deduction, they would be not, they would be 10th, right? But then there's argument to say, would they be moving like this if they hadn't been deducted the six, the 10 points? Who knows? But they were on a move anyway. Before the 10 point deduction, they'd won a couple of games. They were starting to play a certain shape. Yeah. And I like that, actually, you're seeing certain players, other players contributing now. 
So it's either Dyche is giving everyone a proper clean sheet, maybe, right? So Gomez didn't feature before. He's back in now. He's doing what he's doing. Dan Zuma played a bit today. Um, I'm not sure if he's been injured. Um, I saw some some pictures. Deli Ali was back in training last week. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think, as you say, Dutch ball and the transfer window opens in, what, in another week and a bit. So, um, yeah, in my mind, when I think about relegation, I don't even think about it ever anymore. Nah. No, nah, not at all. Even they with are. the point deduction. Yeah, I don't even think about Everton anymore. Um, for me, even though they're sixteenth, but they're two points ahead of Forest, and they're four points ahead of Luton. So, um, but yeah, there's a long way to go. We're just at the halfway point now, aren't we? Everyone apart from City and Luton, obviously because of their games, Luton and Brentford, everyone's played eighteen games now. So, we're just at the halfway point, and the table seems to be forming shape. Seems to be forming. For me, shape. Yeah. Okay, cool. Did you see Any the goals? Sorry? Did you see the goals? What, the Spurs goals? The, yeah. Any of the goals? Yeah, yeah. So, like I said... What, what do you make of Pickford pushing it out for Son? So, I can't remember who shot for for, for, for Spurs, but yeah. he pushed it straight back to the penalty I've, spot. I've never rated Pickford. I don't rate Pickford. I wanted uh, Ramsdale no. to be England's number one. I never rated Pickford. You've got to be Arsenal's right. number one first, mate. Yeah, I still think he's gonna get there, you know. I still think he's gonna get back into into the into the team somehow. Oh, I'm back into our team, into the yeah. Arsenal team. Oh yeah. no, we'll come to that in a second. I, I think Ray is making the door very easy open for uh, open, open oh. for him. But um Key, you know what? Sometimes I say that about keepers, but I just think sometimes depending on where the shots come from, etc., to push it away, it takes a certain bit of amount of technique. And, you know, in the same game, he made a couple of good saves as well. So I just think that's one of those ones where he was more He's focused on making the save, yeah, making the save first. And I could probably question, you know, the defender that was facing up to him. I don't think he got out to Son quick enough. Like, from he, he if I remember correctly, Son has finished that in the post nearest to him, right? Yeah. So you know, you you get out to him quick enough and block that off. That doesn't happen. Yeah, he hasn't got that option. So that's where my blame would lie a bit more. I think it, I'd be I'd love to hear what Sundas had to say about that goal. But the defender who should have been closing him down is the one that would be in my in my crosshairs. Put it that way. What about the um the disallowed goal, the Everton disallowed goal, Calvert Lewin's um. Ooh, listen. It was a foul. It was a foul, yeah. It was a foul, but it's one of those ones where I almost didn't want it to be to teach you doggy a lesson because I don't know what you're doing, why you're doing that there. But it was a foul. He took his leg, he took his left leg. Yeah. Couldn't get to the part. And sometimes refs don't give them because they're like, no, you just lost the ball. But that doesn't mean it's not a foul, right? Bro. Um, yeah. We said it's not a foul. In, in real time, I didn't think it was a foul. I just thought he just like lost the ball. If, that, if, if a goal don't happen, that's never a foul. I don't think the, the, the ref ain't given that as a foul. Well, they don't check VAR, yeah. don't check it, it doesn't result in a goal, to yeah. be fair. Because yeah, yeah. it was a goal, they had to check in it. So, but don't you think in real time you've seen it like the, the ref seen... I thought it was a foul? Did you? Well, let me not lie, yeah. I questioned and I was like, oh, in a foul, bro. That was my immediate reaction, in a foul. You're, you're in trouble, you're back, you're facing your goal, you're in trouble, and you feel someone that and you go down. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You see it all the time, you see it all the time. 
after, you know they fall on the ball. They fall on the ball. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> bro. Yeah. He got away with. Yeah. He, he did. He got away with one there. He got away with one there. But when, on the replay, like a lot of this is when you look at the replay, you can find the foul. If that makes sense. So yeah. on the letter of the law, on the letter of the law, I kicked your leg. You're gonna see. I bumped into you, and you fell. But in real time, the ref seen it. Wasn't. He didn't crash into him. It weren't like that. The ref didn't see anything wrong with it. The ref probably look at it like us. He just lost the ball with it. Um, but on the replay, he's kicked his legs. So I thought, yeah, if you're looking at slow motion, you're going to say, ah, foul. But yeah, if he didn't go up for a goal. So yeah, he did get away one day, Doggy Park. I think Ange uh, lives with those because of the way he tells them to play, right? But um, he could have just laid that off and gone. So yeah. Um Spurs, where Spurs now? They're doing they're they're not dipping as bad as I thought, but they're full thirty six points, two points ahead of Man City. If Man City win their game in hand, that makes them fifth. But they're still six points ahead of West Ham. So there's a little gap forming now. I think the top five, if Man City played all the eighteen games, even if they drew, or even if they lost, they're four points ahead of the sixth place. So top six of top five are just edging out a little bit now, building a little bit of a points gap. Um, let's see if that maintains when when everyone starts to play each other. Um, so yeah, quickly thinking about the next game, Fulham Burnley. Whew, Burnley finally, uh, finally talking up a, a a win, a decent win as well. Two good goals as well. Well, actually, second goal, Bert Leno. We need to have a chat, mate. But um, <laughs> first goal was a nice one too, and then he's popped it top corner. It was a typical Burnley. Like they were going to win a game. One of the goals was going to be like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah one of the goals was going to be like that. Um, Fulham did create some chances. There was a handball shot, which would have been absolute uproar. TalkSport would have been lit up the whole week if they gave it. Um, but I don't, you know, it, it seemed to me that they hadn't done enough and Burnley, Burnley were good for their win. Burnley were really good for their win. I think, I, I think this is how company fought. It was gonna go <laughs> when he when he, yeah, when he yeah. this is how he thought we're gonna play, we're gonna slap goals like this, like da, da, da. Yeah. hasn't worked like that. But it was only a matter of time before it it's it's gonna click against a couple teams, but I still think they're just it's, it's over for them to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean they're at 19th now, eleven points. Um I'm trying to see how many wins they've had. Let's see how many wins have they got. Oh. Uh, three. Three wins. Yeah, three oh, wins, dear. two draws, 13 defeats. Yeah, it's not, not good enough, really. <coughs> not good enough. So as it stands now, who's going down? What are we saying, boys? I think how it is. Yeah, I think the promoted yeah. teams are looking very... Precarious at the minute. It's like they're losing three, four games, then picking up one win, then losing yeah. three, four games, then picking up win. Well, like, Sheff- Sheffield United have made their move, innit? They've, they've, they've got in Chris Wilder, so who knows? Yeah. And he's yeah. got a couple of results, but. Yeah, yeah, I think they're adrift, man. I think if Forrest just maintain, yeah, these guys have cut just a bit. I mean, Luton should have been beating Newcastle. There's just a bit, not rogue, I don't want to say rogue. Results, but Newcastle shouldn't be, you know, they shouldn't be beating 
Luton should be beating Newcastle. That, that you know, that should that shouldn't have been three points. They should they should say be, that though. Be eight points. But if you look at the big teams that have gone to that have gone down to Luton and played, they yeah. Luton played very well against Tottenham. Yes, they they really should have beaten Liverpool. They should have got a point from Arsenal. Um, have they played Man City at their ground? Yeah. No, no, it was Man United. Man, no, no, it wasn't Man United. Man United, Man United, Oh, it was Man United. Yeah, so they, they played pretty well against the big teams at Kenilworth Road. So I'm not surprised that they beat Newcastle, who have been in a bit of dodgy form. I, I, yeah, I, I, I did say that. I thought, do you know what? When you go there, big Prem teams... Go down to that ground. It's going to be a little, little bit of a shock in it. I'm about to say, change rooms alone. Be, yeah. like, you know, some of them men there just oh, can't be asked to be here. <laughs> I can't be asked to do all this, and that's where they'll catch you out, isn't it? Because they're going to be up least, for it. Every single one will be up for it. Yeah, and they got a game in hand on everyone around them. To be fair, so if they won their game in hand, Forest drop back into the relegation zone. So it is interesting. They've won, they've won two and lost three of their last five. Uh, whereas Burnley have lost, have won two, drawn one, and lost two of their last five, but they were coming from way back, right? Like Luton has already chalked up some points, so yeah, I think Forest are still in it. I think you know, which is why they made their move. Um, Everton are unfortunately still in it, unless that appeal turns something round. Um, and if Palace don't, if they don't watch themselves, you know, Palace are two points ahead of Everton, so so yeah, well, I that's what I'm gonna say. Year. I was gonna say, like, you can never say Everton, are, Everton and Crystal Palace are too big to go down, mm. but I know they're kind of floating. But I think it's free from the bottom four as it is. To be honest, like, I'd be very surprised if Everton or Palace got dragged into it, or even Brentford because they're only a point ahead of Palace, aren't they? So yeah, I'd be yeah very surprised if they. Well, I think more of Everton was their form and the way they're playing. So if I look ahead another twenty games, they're not even here. They're not even. Around here, that that's the way I'm kind of looking at it, the way they're playing and yeah. where that's set them up. So that's why I mentioned Palace because I don't think the same with Palace. I think if he was, Palace are kind of scraping the bar. If he was to pick one of them, mm. one of the bottom three, which one do you think would is what going to stay up? Oh. I'd say looting, you know. Yeah, I'll say looting, bro. Mm. <laughs> I know we, we kind of ridiculed them <laughs> at the start of the season, but we, they, they look alright, man. Exactly. I think on the bottom three. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And I think with with Luton, it's less about I don't want to ridicule them and say philosophy or anything like that, but when we think about just surviving, grinding out results, all of that kind of stuff, that I think that's what's got them to where they are now, where we're actually saying they've got a game in hand and they could be legitimately outside of the relegation zone if they get a result or get three points. Whereas Burnley, of course, where they decided to stick to their ideology, etc. I don't see them. T- I don't see company downing tools halfway through the season and saying, "All right, we're going to just scrap now." So that's that's for me why I would say Luton. Yeah, yeah, personally. Fair, fair All right, cool. So, uh, so yeah, good win for Burnley, Liverpool, Arsenal. <laughs> Let's go, manic. <laughs> It was a it was a frantic game, man. <laughs> Guys, quick question for me. Yeah? Obviously, as someone watching the game, it's great when it's end to end, etc. But like from a like a pure football point of view, if you're the manager, you must be like, what are you not doing? Bro, that's what Klopp <laughs> likes, bro. That's Klopp's thing. 
Why are you giving with the ball there? Why are you giving with the ball there? Yeah, man, you got football, bro. That's what he likes. Playground football. You've got to put it on them, man. Make make people question what they're doing, etc. From a manager's point of view, that must be so frustrating, man. It must be so frustrating. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good game. Just from a football game point of view, in terms of entertainment, it was a good game. I think if you're looking at some of the basics, it, it probably wasn't great first half and now, but yeah, it was just end-to-end. I mean, what one minute in, we had a corner. We've gone down the wing. <laughs> had to get a crossing corner. I said, okay, I know what kind of game we're in for. I know what kind of game we're in for. Um, well, you know, Terrell, give me some of your early thoughts on the game. What are you saying? Hmm. Do you know what? I went into the game, I was thinking, you know what? It's it, it's on Liverpool, really, to, 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 to do something, to beat us, really. Like, that's the only result that makes sense for them. Um, I was cool with a draw. A win would have been a madness, but a draw was fine. I was cool with a draw. When I, when I saw how we started... I thought, is this gonna be like the last last year, um, last season's game? And then I could quickly saw it wasn't. It was <laughs> it was gonna be <laughs> it was gonna be some serious chaos, and we had to weather some serious storms. But, but don't I, you do you get a bit of PTSD? You know when Salah a couple times Salah got the board as him as in and I just thought. But I've I've I conceded it though. Like I just knew what was gonna happen. The only thing, yeah, that I don't really get is like w- when it's our wingers, Go Martin or, or Saka, mm-hmm. you see bang double up one time. I don't get why we ain't. Why don't we do that? This. And you, know, you know what's funny? You say that, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the interview that um, Dinchenko done with. Rio Ferdinand about the time he was at Man City and he was he was actually talking about playing against Salah and he was like I've I I will have to have help like Rodri or someone will come and support me because if I'm isolated with Salah he's gone and that's exactly what happened yeah. yesterday yeah. so it's yeah. surprising that but that, I didn't have some kind of game plan to say I was right thinking, I was actually thinking you know what I know what's I know like I get it, Salah versus Zinchenko. Salah versus anyone. Like yeah, it can basically, yeah, anyone. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even blaming Zinchenko. I don't know why everyone blames it like him. He, it could have been Ben White. It could have been it could have nah, been it was too easy, T. Like it was no, too no, easy. I'm not saying no, but we know he ain't the best. It's like putting Martinelli up against Trent. You know he's gonna get skinned. Mm, you know mm, he's gonna get skinned, mm. but it's like you know I my only thing with Zinchenko? I Rice over there more. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought Rice was going to back him up and it will be mm-hmm. okay, semi-okay. My, my my kind of amateur view on that is Alteta is playing the odds because if I don't double team, we game with possession there, then someone isn't five or ten yards further back in defence. I've not dragged Martinelli all the way back. Do you know what I mean? And and actually, it's an opportunity. He went with the chaos. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he went machine for machine with the chaos, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, he definitely did, bro. <laughs> Keith, what you said? Um, yeah, Arsenal had the better, like, first five, ten minutes, I'd say. I think I think if we had scored first yesterday, I think we would have gone on to, to win the game. Just mm. kind of how we played how we responded after you scored. Like, we started squeezing you, started pressing you a bit more. 
we were a bit sloppy in the final third um, in the first half. But I think we had enough possession of the ball to kind of show that we were going to score. And even watching the game, I was like, right, we're 1-0 down, but I, I don't see Arsenal winning this game 1-0 or 2-0. Like, I always had confidence that we would score. Where against Man United last week, I wasn't confident that we would score at all. Um, yeah, so I just want to touch on Kanate. I think Kanate had a really good game yesterday, other than mm. the marking for the, for the for Arsenal's goal. But after that, I think like the kind of the night, the 85 minutes after that, him and Saliba were like top, 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 top. Like how they don't start for France together and you've got that guy at Bayern Munich starting start every game. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I think they were really good. Um, and on another day, that three on one that we have with, with Trent. Five on one. <laughs> It, it goes in. No, 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 no. Forget that. No, no, no. Forget that. Another day, you have a penalty, mate. <laughs> yeah? Forget oh, the, yeah. <laughs> forget the 3 or one Like... You know what? Yeah, that's... I, I, I was surprised. I was so <laughs> shocked that they didn't give it. But when I saw the video slowed down and then the reasoning as to why, I kind of got it. But I was surprised. But yeah. I got it. I get. I get why they didn't give it. But I was so shocked. My yeah. thing so is, I. and the thing is, like, I know he slipped. But if you slip and you put your hand down, you don't kind of curve your hand. Your hand goes flat in it down to support your, yourself. Oh, no, but that's that's because that's because he he slipped, but he regained his balance. Mm. So he didn't actually slip on the floor because we've seen that. We've seen a player slip. And their hand goes down, and it's and the balls hit their hand, yeah. and they haven't given it because it's, he slipped in it. You know you're going to put your hand out if you slip, yeah. but he it's even slipped worse. Both and then regained his balance. So it looked mad, but it was a genuine slip. So I can't really, listen, I can't, I can't knock it. The, anyway, I don't care. Yeah, I, I, listen, I'm happy with that, but he didn't slip enough to not give that penalty, bro. Like it looked like he did a little. Left-handed basketball move, you know, like he just turned it away from the basket. That's what he. Maybe they like. gave I us one know. back. Maybe they gave yeah, us. Yeah, one maybe, back. maybe. But <laughs> if I'm Howard Webb, we're all having a chat. To, like next time we're red, we're having a chat. Because do you think that's a mad, mad call? I don't think it's that mad of a call, though. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it's that mad. Like you kind of see those <laughs> not given in it. No, but he actually slipped though. Right, we've all slipped. We've all slipped, yeah. and you and you're like, "What? Oh, you've put your own." It's not a clear 50-50. I think it's like 60-40. It's normally given. I don't think it's a clear 50-50 for me. You're both mad. I think that's <laughs> top three, top four worst decision this season. No way. No, no, no. Every no, time no. I see it, I'm just like, oh, "That was so crazy. I can't believe it. I can't." Oh, yeah. I, Especially but, yeah, going Anfield back to the game as well. Yeah. I think um I think Klopp got his subs wrong. They 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 slowed us down, man. Like I thought I thought Jones was having a really good game. I don't think he should have come off. And yeah, we we just lost a bit of impetus. Like obviously I know Simicus had to come on, and to be fair, Gomez playing right back. I hey. would, sorry, left back. Yeah, he, he played he played pretty well for the and um you had more shots on targets than certain of your front three, mate. Those, yeah. 
those subs nearly cost you lot because there was a yeah. period there was a period after those changes where we actually started holding on to the ball and actually yeah, like a good 10 15 minutes yeah a good 10 15 minutes we was actually mm. playing and I thought this is the time where we have to do something because I thought if we don't do something now you lot are going to come back again but we was doing well but um yeah I thought right. that was right before you lot had the 5 on 1 anyway yeah, yeah. I expected Gakpo to come off. I just feel like he wasn't getting in the game. He wasn't influencing well. So I think people, I think we called that in the room. We said, look, Gakpo needs to come off. Um, but I wasn't expecting that on mass, like all, all of that. I, I really wasn't expecting that. So I, yeah, I agree. Um, and I think also you saw yesterday a little bit with us where I just don't think, apart from maybe Trossard and, and even Eddie, I just don't think we have the same level on the bench as we do on the pitch. And I think if we're going to become regular, and it's a little bit of the journey you're on, Keith, but I think you guys are a bit further ahead of us. I think if we're going to have be regularly banging out with Man City, you've got to have guys on the bench who are, who are same level, not in every position, That's unless you spend the money Man City spent. But next season, I just hope two or three more positions, or even one or two more positions, the guy on the bench is as good as the guy on the pitch. I think we've got that at right and left back. So Tomiyasu is as good as Ben White or Sinchenko in defensively. Yeah. And he, maybe there's shortcomings either way, but he's not a shortfall. You just get different things from him, right? If you put him on left back, you won't get the stuff you get on the ball from Sinchenko, but you know you get some solidity there. If you come on left back against Salah, I'm not stressing. Do you know what I'm saying? But I think we need that in more positions. Um, and I think that's where yesterday Klopp felt like, actually, I can bring these lot off the bench. Because Gavin Birch is a first is a first teamer. Do you know what I mean? Elliot's a first teamer. So he made those he made those changes. So so yeah, those subs could have killed you, but we got lucky. I think that, that ball falls ironically. You would argue that right now you'd want it to fall to Trent, but in that situation, you want it to fall to a man who's in those situations more often. You want it to fall to a Salah. He could have passed it again. Yeah, he could have, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, he could have. Yeah, he could have. He had a lot of time. Like he had a lot of time. He could have easily just passed that back. But the form he's in, are you passing? I <laughs> yeah, and you know, like he, he's running onto it to strike the ball. Yeah, we all well, know that Trent's ball striking is like second to none, pretty much in the Premier League, in it. So, so yeah, Deckers, I was just I was surprised that you know score. But yeah, if that goes in, it's a different result, in it. But I'm I'm a little bit disappointed. Like last two games, we've had Man United and Arsenal at home. And we already got two points from those. Like, yeah, I would have liked to have got three points from at least one of those games. But I hear you. But quick question on that on one. Flip, so last season, um, what was your problem? Your problem wasn't losing to big teams. It was dropping points at silly, silly points at smaller teams, right? Well, now to be fair, we pretty much lost to everyone. We lost away to Man United. We lost away to you. We lost away to. Uh, City mm. and obviously we drop points against like smaller teams so to speak yeah, okay. as um, well yeah, yeah yeah but I know like a lot of Liverpool fans are kind of doom and gloom but I'm like we've we've got a whole new midfield in it like and we're we're a point off point off top halfway point in the season like I wasn't expecting this like at the start of the season I was like right we, we need to get back in top four like I don't think we're going to be challenging I don't know how the new guys are going to settle in, but now mm. we're we're 
in a title race, so to speak, in it. Like if we kind of maintain mm-hmm. what we're doing. So it's not all doom and gloom, man. And like, know, like we're saying, like not everyone can win every every trophy in it. <laughs> like yeah, there's only one know. one piece of silverware. Not everyone's gonna I, win it. I think Liverpool fans can be justifiably upset that you guys didn't deal with uh an out of former United and then West Ham yeah. beating them yesterday. Definitely Man United. Where the, that's yeah, where yeah, Man United won definitely. So I think I think that's drop points. I definitely think that Man United at Anfield. Don't get me wrong, Man United at Anfield. No matter how rubbish or good they are, they are not coming to get turned over in it. So especially after last season, do you know what I mean? But I'm not saying you guys should have whooped them, but I was expecting three points. I wasn't yeah. expecting another seven nil, but I thought you get three points, whether it's a one nil or two one, you'll get two points. I think I think Liverpool fans are justifiably a little bit disappointed with that um but i think if anyone's been proper objective if you'd ask everyone what the what the what the you know what the result is going to be i said yes 100 people probably half would have said liverpool win another 30 percent would have probably said a draw and then maybe another 20 would have said arsenal win so so yeah and if you take stock for the whole season we we've we've only lost one league game and that was a a a loss that might not have happened if the referee was or the VAR was up to standard. We lost one group game, or maybe no, maybe two group games in the what's yeah, it called in the Europa League. Yeah. We're second in the league. We're in the League Cup semi-final. We're in the last sixteen of the Europa League. Like that—that's good. Like a lot, a lot of teams would kind of sell their soul to be in that position. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not it's not all doom and gloom. Like all we've got to do now is is kick on or maintain where we're at. So Man City, yeah. I'm gonna i I've got a theory now, yeah. I've got Man City. They've they've been in their little friendly jolly up, this Club World Cup thing, yeah. And I think they're gonna come back with a serious level of focus. Like we've mm-hmm. gone away, but look, yeah, bro. I just I just got a feeling. Because we've got this winter break thing now, haven't we? This whatever it is, we we have that just after Christmas, yeah. etc. Yeah, I think I think January onwards, it's going to be pepper, absolute pepper. Yeah, I'm still I'm not as confident as I was in them last season. I don't know about that. I think nah. it's gonna be pepper, bro. Nah, I'm not I'm not having that. But I, I am gonna say, big up, um, Gabriel. Because he he's not getting the props that he deserves, man. Even even the last game, he was immense. He scored was, a goal, was, and yeah, yes, was good. was good. Yes, um, Rice was good, but still talking about Rice and, and Saliba. Like, what do you think it is, T? I've got a theory, but what do you think it is? I think I think it's a bit of the past. The couple of mistakes he used to make every now and okay. again, yeah. but I feel like he is. Uh, he is one of the best centre backs in the league. Agreed. Um, I think he's a perfect partner for Saliba. He has that aggression where Saliba has that more silkier covers covers up, and um, you know deals with the problems. But um, that is, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know what I think it is. I just think stylistically, Saliba. Is easy on the eye, you know. He's getting a, already getting a whole Rolls Royce thing and all of that. So I'm not <laughs> saying he's not good, 
But Gabriel does defend in the dirty way. Gabriel seems to be the kind of defender that could have played with Tony Adams and them. Like, yeah, yeah I'm about to say that. that. He's, he's very old school in his way of playing. He would have loved that. And I think the bit that doesn't get talked about enough with uh, Gabriel is his passing out from the back. Mm. Like, he's always trying forward passes. He's always trying to break the lines with passes. And actually, he surprises me, some of the passes he tries to take on. So he's like, actually, no, you're not just a brute. Nah, he's just here to wind up playing. Yeah. He's them into them, yeah, up there as yeah. well. So, so, yeah, I agree. I do, but I think I think Saliba is probably because the last season was a little bit more consistent. He's carried on the season. I think Gabriel's got those silly mistakes out of his game. I think he's sort of discipline as well. I've not seen him get into any silly scraps this season. Not that I can remember. I don't know if you remember anything. I, I, no. I think it has something to do with the what's it called as well that Saliba has taken the the shine. And mm. everyone actually on always oh, so now he's like no one talks about Gabriel anymore. He's out yeah. of the spotlight and he can just go about his business and just mash up people every game. <laughs> right, he's cool with it. Like I think he's done well just being in the shadow of Saliba. I think if we I think if both our, our clubs, I mean Liverpool have been banging out with them for a little bit, but I think if do we maintain this? We'll make our January signings. We'll do it somehow. I think, yeah, I think you look ahead, you know, Villa as well. We might actually be getting back to a bit of a, you know, a four, yeah, three, four, five team thing. There's no room for error, um, which which is going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. Um, the other thing I want to say about yesterday's game is I think that you know, our front three aren't firing on all cylinders. I think Martinelli didn't have a fantastic game. I think I always say to people that that on ability-wise, you could make an argument that Martinelli's ceiling is higher than Saka's, in theory, on paper. But for me, Saka's superpower has always been that his decision-making is so consistent. He makes the right decision at the right time so often. And yesterday, Martinelli showed where he's... I think he's behind Saka in that regard. I don't think he makes the right decisions often enough. I wanted to uh, do yeah, I'm not sure he makes the right decisions often enough. Uh, where he does make good decisions is finishing. Like, there's a finish to be made. Martinelli is finishing, he's making it. But he just runs with the ball with his head down a lot, etc. But this is where Jesus' efforts are running and other parts of the team come in. Um, but if we're going to win this league, I, I need him to find some form. We need we need Martinelli back to... to Finishing those chances, oh, Saka's yeah. been scoring and assisting, so that's not not that it's fine, but he's still doing his thing. To be fair, Jesus scored last week, but I just think I just think the dynamic of that's changed. Kai Havertz as well started to score goals, probably to pick that up a bit. But yeah, there's definitely something there about the front three, and I think Martinelli, he's not at his best at the moment. He's not playing rubbish, but he's not at his best. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, especially in the Liverpool game, yeah, I, I agree. Like the numbers ain't there for him this season, mm-hmm. but. In the Liverpool game, yeah, that I think is harsh to to um, criticize them so much, him and Saka, because mm. of how Liverpool played it, like how they pre- like pressed us in. Mm. They were the only two outlets. Yeah, they go as well. There's no one there because Jesus is back doing his madness. And he has to come back and do his madness because they're everywhere. They're doing mad, like, they're just everywhere. 
hunting you down fours and fives that like you have to have <laughs> Jesus back helping out as well. So mm. it and w- when they break, it's like, and you see that Martin Ellie, he'll beat one man, two man, two man, and then there's where else is there for him to go? It's kind of hard to criticize that. And then if that's the only outlet every single time, mm. it's like you're gonna get tired. They're only human, they're going to get tired. Mm. And then when the decision making comes. Mm. at the end like in the second half or you know when they get a chance here and there it's kind of hard to take it sometimes but but, but I'd counter to that T like we kind of spoke about player moments in it and like Salabia had a great game yesterday but he had but his moment look when he and, scored and took it look when he scored he First scored off. quite early mm. he scored quite early and and Martinelli had that chance where when Saka went through mm. and he tried to dummy it and then it went a bit behind him so he couldn't get the shot off straight away. Mm. Like those things I think about, I, I, I think about those kind of moments and I think if we had a foothold on the game a little bit more, mm. then all the running, 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 like head down, Not running, and trying to get up the other end of the pitch as quickly as possible. Mm. Like Salah and, and, and Diaz weren't doing that. No. Salah and Diaz was not doing that. They were chilling. They were waiting for the ball to come. They were chilling, then attacking. Mm. They, Martinelli and Saka had to go from their um side of the um their side of the box and all the way up, all the way to Liverpool. <laughs> That's where they had to drive and go every single yeah. time. It takes its toll. No, I agree, but I think my only thing is. We're judging Martinelli by the player we think he is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, not even that. Just a player that we he's shown us that he can be. I, I honestly believe, whether it's with us or somewhere else, he's going to become a 15, 20-goal-a-season winger. Like, ridiculous, dangerous. And in games like this, that one or two moments where you do make the right decision um, are what counts. They're the player moments that he talks about. So I, I just think the next, the next evolution of Martinelli is just making those decisions in these games. I think that's as he grows and yeah. and he does that. I can't remember what game it was. In the Man United game, there was a pass. He makes that pass, Saka's in, and it was just short. Um, I think we drew 2 2 with Manu. Was it 2 2? You know the game I'm talking about? It was last yeah. minute. Was it Chelsea? One of the two. So just little things like that. That's the only thing I would say. But we're still getting results. We're still top of the league, and our front three is in firing. So, you know, when they do start firing, when they do start. Getting to that point when just does start chipping in again, then that's another level to go. So it's one of those first world problems almost, you know. But if I fast forward to the end of the season, I think we that's if we're gonna win this league, that getting better is gonna be one of the big reasons why we won the league. Havertz yeah, is now as well. I've seen Havertz and he's moving like a proper player, bro. Yeah, yeah he's settled, he's settled now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he believes in what he's doing, isn't it? Those goals helped him. This is what I'm saying. When he was at Chelsea and people were saying whatever, and and they won stuff, they didn't really see him doing this and doing that. But you see, when you go to a team and and a manager's telling you, do this and do that, and this is what's going to happen, and And it's happened, and it happens, and it happens, then you're going to start buying into that. You're going to think, yeah, all right, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep on doing it. No, I haven't seen him run so much. Yeah, some of these stats, and that's what that's what Arteta wants from that position, right? Because that's what Xhaka was doing: he was covering ground, he was being aggressive, 
And I did say when we signed him that his physical profile was a big factor that because we've got a very small front three. So mm. that presence in the box, etc., just isn't there. And again, you can see a little bit elsewhere. Like that, that's one of the reasons, that's one of the things that, that Nunes adds to your front three gap point. It's no coincidence that he didn't sign someone for the front three that was the same height as Salah or or Diaz yeah. or Jota, right? It's, it's no coincidence. So so yeah, no, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. But yeah. Ask you know, something. Go on. <laughs> go go ahead, sir. Go on. You know what I'm gonna ask? Nunes, Gapo, the up front. It's all right because Salah scored, right? <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. So if you're if if you're taking it just basing it on Nunes versus Salah, as we had the debate a couple of weeks ago, I, I I understand that. But if you're looking across the front four, so I'm taking Jota out of this because he's been injured, and when he has played, he scored. Mm. For the for the front four, so you're going Diaz, Gakpo, Nunes, and Salah. Salah is carrying the other three way way too much. And I said in our in our group chat that I want to see more from Diaz. Like I know he's had. Kind of off the field problems, etc. He had a big injury last season, but yeah, we just need to the the goals need to be shared out a lot more going forward, um, because you can you can see they're all talented. Like you can see what Diaz can offer. Nunes, you you know what he brings. Gakpo showed the glimpses. So yeah, those those three have got to rise it for the second half of the season, like massively, and that. Ultimately, that could be the reason why we don't win win the league because the goals are not coming from anyone else apart from Salah. So, in answer to your question, uh, Terrell, yeah, the others need to do more than what they're doing currently. I'm, I'm, I was I was I was disappointed in Diaz, bro. I'm telling you, like, Mate, you've been like that for a while. I got, I got I my own, I got my own fans on my back talking about Martinelli. I'm looking at him, he's busting a gut trying to do something for the team. Yeah, his decision making might not be that great, but I'm looking at Diaz and he's he don't have to bust the gut, he's chilling. You lot were whole ball, like you lot had the possession, you lot was controlling the play, you lot was punishing us. He's out there chilling, waiting for that ball, and when it comes, not doing yeah, it. Yeah, didn't do mm. much. Yeah, it's been like that, but like I say, you know, you know the talents there in it, like. You, you keep him on because you know he could potentially do something. But mm. yeah, I guess, yeah, I've said I need to see something a little bit more from him. Um, and I think maybe when Jota's back, that might put a bit of fire up him to kind of deliver because Jota will kind of walk back into the team potentially. But yeah, again, just... the position that we're in without everyone firing, if they do start firing, where, where can we get to in it? So mm. I'm not being too I've... disheartened. Yet. Yeah, one of my football groups, uh, you know, one of the boys is he's he's called it early. Diaz, he's like Diaz doesn't make it at Liverpool. He thinks that he does some nice stuff and he's gonna score some goals, but it's like when Liverpool kind of get back to pushing at the top or want to push at the top, he actually thinks that Diaz doesn't cut it. And I I wasn't having it because I thought his first season was good, but he's like, look at his numbers. He's not gonna do enough. Yeah, well. Before Diaz, Jota will go it. up front, yeah. then go on the left. Before, before, like I, I, I think that's what will probably will happen when Jota comes back. More than yeah. Diaz goes, and Jota goes there. Yeah. Okay, but the thing so is, Diaz is talented. Like you can see, Diaz going to Spain and just doing doing wonders. Yeah. 
kind of, yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah, let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. So, on that whole, uh, he's playing well piece, the Odegaard agenda. If I, if Isaac was here, well, to be fair, Isaac backs him, but I think John got, was making some... notes yesterday. He's like this guy <sighs> coming from. No, no, you know what it is. It, it, look, me and T, we back Odegaard to the end of the earth in it, but sometimes I like to be fair. So when the other side's agenda is getting stronger, I'm like, oh, because even he, he's not been at his best for a while, and I'm surprised no one picked it up. So I'm not bringing up the conversation. But I'm surprised no one's picked it up. But we've been taking some flack to say Odegaard doesn't turn up in the big games, etc., etc. Was yesterday another example of that? Or to your point earlier, T, about Martinelli and Saka, in the context of the game, did he play well considering away game, Liverpool was set up well, etc., etc.? Or that shouldn't matter? Brother, Liverpool away is Liverpool away, bro. We have to remember this. Yeah. He's got a lot. No, no, no. Like I understand that, but players can still perform at big away yeah. teams. Like, yeah, not rice. This not rice performing. Yeah, no, no. But what is he doing? And what is Odegaard doing? What what's Odegaard's role and what's Rice's role? Because our look, you can look at Rice, you can look at Saliba, and you can look at Gabriel, and that worked. That was perfect yeah. for yeah. us, isn't it? But then you look at the others. The creative part, and yeah. it was like it was hard to get into the game. It was hard to do anything. That was yeah. just how that game was. But our yeah. defense and our core, like you know, the, the the bit that saved us was our defending. Mm. Mm. So and, yeah. and realistically, when you think about it, it's a good result. So it's hardly he was doing everything that he probably didn't want to do in that match, and that's what Liverpool make you do. You're running around for for for, for eighty five minutes. Yeah, but he's meant to be our game changer, bro. He's meant to he's meant to make something in those situations. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I hear I'm not. I'm not. There. I'm not with the other side yet. I'm still team Odegaard, but yeah. I was watching but this game. Thing, and like, like... He was he was great last season, isn't it? So it's yeah. like we were saying, the the expectations like you had with Martinelli, you know the levels mm. that they can reach to, and you're just like, why are you not doing it again? But you're top of the league without players playing excellent yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, so. and, and we can flip it. We can flip it onto Liverpool. We were playing another team. We can flip yeah. it onto Liverpool. What did their midfielders do? What midfielders played out of their skin or showed yeah. up on the big occasion? Salah showed up for a goal. I, mean, I thought I thought Endo and Jones had good games. So Bosley is still in his funk at the minute. Like he, um, not playing great. But I think same, I, I was um, worried about Endo. Like John knows. The same slumberzai that Isaac said walks into into the Isaac Arsenal team, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but um, mm. yeah, I thought Endo and Jones had had really good games. To be honest, um, there were yeah, like I say, the, the outstanding players were the two centre backs in it. That's on both on, on both sides. I think yeah, that's it. Yeah, were the best of the out of all the players in it. That's what I believe. Rice was. Endo was good, Jones was good, Havertz was quite good. Like the core yeah. of each team was quite good, yeah. and the and attack say, yeah. wasn't really connecting on both sides. Yeah, no, for real. It, it was just yeah. a good game, man. Like yeah. it was one of the games that just kind of flew by. One of the games that, that you're... five on one, the the penalty and the five on one, big moments, big big yeah. moments. Penalty, you lot can't do anything about five on one. 
Like when he saw that hit the bar, I said, "Yo, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, cool." All right, I think uh, we've covered all the games we wanted to cover from the weekend. Quickly, uh, well, not quickly. There's other topics to get onto. So, are we not going to um, slander Man United, or we we done that too many times? Oh, mate, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of tired of it. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> what, what are we going to say? I mean, we're going to talk about Man United in a minute. We'll talk about the Ratcliffe piece. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. We all expect it to be new. Um, let's start with the bully red card today. So for those of you who haven't seen it, uh was it today or yesterday? I've lost track of days. Um it was yesterday. So yesterday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh Nottingham Forest uh two Bournemouth three Nottingham Forest at home. <sighs> Bolly gets sent off um for two Willie Bolly gets sent off for two bookable offenses. The second of which, I think, I mean, this is on the 23rd minute, right? So he's off in the 23rd minute. Um, they sacrificed one of their strikers or one of their forward players, Divock Origi, to, to plug that hole. So you're on the back foot, basically. They made it to half-time, no-no. But for those who haven't seen it, uh, Will, uh, Willie Bully's on a, on a yellow card already. He goes in for a sliding tackle and he gets the ball first, right? Clearly. Ball. <laughs> Very clearly, there's no, no one could doubt that. And then his follow through, he cleans out the man, and the timing of his tackle means that he gets the ball. In my opinion, he gets the ball after the players passed it or lost control, so that's fine. But basically, the ball is—I want to use the words of Daz where he said it's long gone. We had a discussion on this in our WhatsApp group, but it's not in position of the player anymore. And then he cleans the player out. In my opinion. I've seen those given. They've been given against me before. Uh, if I'm the player with the ball, I'm expecting that as a foul, right? He's cleaned me out after. He's because the the ball, the ball going and the cleaning out is almost two separate missions. Two separate. I wouldn't missions. even say he cleaned him out oh, to be honest. I think he just he just touched him. That's yeah, fight, but he's but he's taking well, but he's taking it out. But my leg, my sliding leg has hit the ball and that's gone, and then it's taking him out. In no planet, in no game, in no level of the game. Is that a yellow card? I think it's unreal. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Let's say we all agree that that was not another yellow card. It's not like 23rd minute. 23rd you minute. Think that yeah. it was a foul. Let's yeah, get I'm, look. I'm not saying it's Stonewall, but if I'm watching that game and the ref goes out oh, free kick, I'm like, okay. I'm so like, I was watching the highlights, yeah, and it was on Sky. I don't know who the commentator was. And during the process, he, he was commentating and he goes, oh, that's a great tackle by 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 Bolly. Oh, what's the referee done here? And when he's seen the, this, the, the second yellow come out, he's gone, no, no, no. Yeah. And I'm like, that's everyone's reaction. Yeah, because yeah, it, was, yeah. it was so ridiculous. Like, it that bad. It's, it's impossible that that challenge is a foul. It's absolutely <laughs> impossible. Bro, even when I watched Match of the Day and they analysed it, even after, yeah, the follow-through that you, you're mm. talking about, the player that went down kicked Bolly's foot. Yeah, he like, it's like he stood on him, didn't he? he kicked his <laughs> foot. It's just, he basically stamped on Bolly's foot and went down. Yeah. I've seen them giving, bro. I've seen them giving still. I've seen them giving. No way, no way. I don't even, I don't blame the ref because whatever the ref saw, he probably thought it was late, in it? Cool, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Error, isn't it? Well, can VAR check that? Because it's two yellows. They can't no. check it. So, 
So they, they don't at the minute, but they want to going forward. So, you know, the new laws that they're giving mm-hmm. them potentially for like corners, free kicks and you know, second yellows. Yeah. So, and I think if that went to VAR for second yellow, he'd got, he has a look at it and goes like, oh yeah, I've got that one really wrong. Yeah. Like, crack on. See, but, this is um, a double side, isn't it? Because we don't want VAR touching <laughs> more sides of the game. But that's a great example there. Where VAR tells him go to the screen, mate, or they tell him straight away, nah, not a yellow. And we're like, yeah, great. Do you know what I mean? So it don't get me wrong, there's five reasons to one why we don't want them to do it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's a great example. But yeah, I, I think I think the 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 debate was really, and obviously Daz Daz has done is a qualified referee, etc. Um and yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I yeah, I, I would want that free kick if if I'm the one being tackled, but yeah. I've seen him give him, but but then you've put a team, you know, uh, for 67 minutes, well, probably 77 these days with the added, added time on, with 10 men. They've had to change up their shape, but they made it to half-time, to be honest. Um, then they go 1-0 up. Anthony Langa with a nice finish. Very nice yeah, finish. Yeah, it's a good goal. I always wonder about those type of finishes. I'm like, keeper. Yeah, but anyway, it's the pace, isn't it? Salah loves those yeah. kind of finishes. Yeah, it's the yeah, pace yeah. and the ball. Yeah. Can't do yeah, it. Fair enough. And then... Can I, can I ask a question, Jay? Jay, can I ask a question? Hold on. Is it, is it a purple patch? Or is he finally showing his his ability at the highest level? Mr. Well, Solanke. Who are you talking about? Mr. Solanke. Oh. Oh. Look, the way I'm looking at this now, yeah. I'm saying purple patch. For now. I can't just say... Finally, no. I think it's a little purple patch. I wanted to say that, yeah, that I'm seeing the different goals he's scoring. Bro, the, the last header today, my word. <laughs> or yesterday, Confident. sorry. The header was crazy. Proper. Confident. header was crazy. Then he's in the right position. Look, I've listen, every time I slag a player off, they start doing well in it. So I might have to take the L on this one. <laughs> I might have to take Ellen this one. He's scoring important goals. He's going to be a big reason why Bournemouth stay up. Um, but I think he's at his level. I think, you know, I think that's a lie. I think when he left Chelsea, I remember at the time he was a very coveted wonder kid, right? Yeah. He said, I don't want to stay at Chelsea. I want to get games. <laughs> then he goes to Liverpool. Anyway. Um, and then I remember when Liverpool sold it to Bournemouth for like, 15 million or 20 million or something crazy. We were all like, what is what in the hell is going on here? So I think there's an expectation from a lot of those in the game who have seen him from a young age that he will play at least someone who's top 10 in the Prem, you know, top 10, top 11. So, yeah, this is the showing the form of someone who, when a team is clicking and they're, they're, they're making chances, he will put them away. He will put them away. And I, I think going out to the championship, he scored a few goals there, didn't he? That helped him kind of blow the cobwebs out. Um, so, yeah, I'm not willing to concede yet. I think he needs a move to... Uh, if I look at the table, he needs a move to... Uh, I don't know, a West Ham, a Newcastle type of team. But Newcastle will never buy him now, right? They're looking bigger and better. He's not better than Isak, in my mind, right? Um, this is what Eddie and Ketia should be doing for Arsenal. Uh, yes, but not Bournemouth. Pardon? Not Bournemouth. Yeah. No, but Eddie, Eddie had a good run. 
he, he, he's had the back end of last season yeah. and yeah. the start of this season, he had a good run. But he's when he plays, pardon? When he starts, he scores. Like his his goal record when he starts is very good. Yeah, it's not great. Like Solanke's got 11, 11 goals at, in Bournemouth, and we said if a, a striker hits fifteen league goals in the Prem, they've done they've done well, oh, and he's four that's, goals off that. He's yeah, got a lot of minutes, though. I'm not just well, forgetting as well at last season. Well, T, forget the minutes. It's even the fact that you know, well, unless you're injured, I'm playing. Isn't it? Yeah. I'm playing. Yeah, I'm playing every week. I'm the main guy. I'm the striker. Which is why um, I always said, Arsenal fans kill me for this. I always said, he shouldn't have stayed. I'll be honest, he shouldn't have. Not only yeah, that, no, yeah, he's at a team with the, the expectations is different. He don't have to score every game. It's not, they're not going to get onto him if he don't score. Bro, if Eddie starts t- tomorrow, if he don't score, it's, you, what are you doing? Oh, I said he did. I did a week. I'm saying but you should be, man. I think you've got to have the expectation in it. You've got to be like, right, I'm I'm not the main guy at Arsenal, but like when he came on yesterday, I went, ah, not bothered. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, Eddie's not a threat. <laughs> Me, both. No, but I think uh, in reality, if Eddie's at a, a West Ham, Brighton won't buy him now because of Ferguson, but a West Ham, a Wolves, a Fulham, bro, he's slapping goals. I'm telling you. He's slapping goals. He's hundred percent slapping yeah. goals. I think yeah, I think we need to see it. Like, okay. I think he, yeah, like, it's all well and well, all well and good getting the, the, the nice contract to Arsenal, but for your career ambitions in it, you're never going to be seen that. But he's never going to be seen as that guy in it. Like I said, he came on yesterday. Like, I saw him get off the bench yesterday, mm. and I was like, yeah. No, but I'm, I'm thinking yeah, until they, until they, until Arsenal go out and actually say, oh, "We're getting another striker. We're getting another." Like he don't need to leave because he's no. always gonna get his chance. He's always going to come on. He's always going to play certain games. And if Jesus gets injured, he's in. So and also that what you said there, Keith, isn't that just one of the things we care about as fans? Like think about it from his point of view. Okay, I'm not playing every week, etc. But I'm playing Champions League. I'm playing for if we win something, it was but he's got a pre medal and he would have contributed enough. So I agree with you when I say stuff like from the outside looking in, he should go and yeah, play. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying I'm saying that as someone that wants to see someone of his talent banging goals in the Premier every week. But let's be honest here. Look at um oh, we got especially the way the game is now with rotation and all of that. You're saying I'm never gonna be seen as that guy, but if I'm Eddie, I don't care. Don't I'm care. Look at that. We're talking about it. Champions League football at Arsenal, and I am yeah. playing. I am getting a yeah. few minutes here. Yeah, and there. yeah, yeah, I hear that. But to go and to this... Palace, that is long. Yeah, you're. T- yeah, I'm gonna slap goals <laughs> here and there. But no, but you'd be long. revered, did it? If you look at Zaha, Zaha's yeah. revered, man. No, but where has he gone to get some European football? <laughs> you yeah, but that was a contracting, though, isn't it? But, but still, listen, if and Keith come in, he would have went. So you're yeah. a thought he would have went. Yeah. Another thing is, well, Keith, you've got to think about, apparently, Arsenal rating very highly. Arteta rates him very highly. So he's hearing that from Arteta. And yeah. that's the only person he should be listening to. Yeah, he's he showed, teammates he that showed he loves. Yeah, yeah. And Arteta loves him. I just think if Eddie was the guy somewhere every week, I'm the striker, I'm starting. I don't want to say anything mad, but I think you see a guy who scores 15 plus goals a season regularly. Prem goals as well, regularly. Right, right. I, I think personally. 
Well, we might see in a few years when he when he has to move on. No, I think if we buy Tony or we maybe. buy another striker, which I think we're going to do in the summer, his agents have got to be like, get out of there. He has maybe to be. Liverpool, maybe Liverpool could come in for him. You never know. No, I'm going to take Solanke back. I'll take Solanke back. Yeah. All right. So, um, we digress a little bit from the from the Bully Red Cup, but that's outrageous. We've talked about the Odegaard handball already. Ratcliffe at Manchester United. So this is, you know, this saga, I think we're 13 months on from the original sort of announcement. I don't even know if it was an official announcement at the time, but the original, you know, we're going to be selling the club or looking for investment to the club. Ratcliffe has paid, I believe, £1.3 billion, I believe it is, um, to take a 25% stake in Manchester United. What? And apparently... Buying that state gives him footballing control. He's going to bring in a CEO as well. I have my views on what may happen, but what do we think? What do we? What do we think about this? What do we think? You know, is it a new dawn for Manchester United? Is it going to be a? What are you bye, saying? Bye, 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 ten hog. I think I've, I, I'm being real. I feel like yeah. I agree. Don't, we don't know what he's thinking about ten hog. You know. Yeah, I agree. I don't I agree. know, and he's know. spent his big peas for that club and I'm investing in this club and I'm going to buy players and I'm and I'm giving like my resources and everything and if I don't like this guy already I've already said end of the end of the season I'm on, I'm on him gone you know and even before then January or even January I want him gone you know if we can locate someone I like these guys if we can get any of these guys in I want him gone you know well, if we look at a parallel from his other club, which Nice in France, which is different, and he would have learned things from there. He came in, brought his own people, his own director of football, all of that stuff. Um, and I just don't think Ten Hag has been given a good interview of himself, right? So this mm. thing's been running on in the background. You're losing games. You've estranged a very, very big and expensive asset, right? So he's there costing us 1.2 million a month or whatever it is in wages. You've demoralised them, etc. And then you're not winning, right? You can't get the best out of Rashford. You've spent four or 500 million on those players. Under I just think when you put all the factors on the table, if we get to January and the guy who's just spent all his money to invest in his new business says, I want to get my own direction, Eric Ten Hag cannot have an ounce of complaint. I'm sorry. Not one. I've had every excuse for him. Oh, it's not the manager. You can't keep second managers. Yes, you can. Um, <clears throat> he's brought in a lot of his own players. He's not done well with what he's got there, in my opinion. Um, okay, that's a lie. They did their, They won the League Cup last season. When did they come last season? Second? Not second. No. The Champions League came third. But I think, I think, I, I agree. I think Ratcliffe comes in and at worst, he's gone in Jan. So they can make use of the transfer window, or he's gone in the end of the season. Do you, think, do you think he's been given enough time? I think he's been given enough time. I feel like that. he's been, he he's shown he's shown tactically. He's brought his own players. He's he's tried to he, he, the, the players that he has, the young players that he's brought in. He's tried to he's tried. I don't feel like he's the guy. I, no, honestly, I agree. I agree. You know what? This, you see the time thing here. I always balance it with what have you been given. So, for example, you get in a club tomorrow, and I say you can only have two new players. For me, the time you need to be given is a little bit longer because you're working out with existing players. You've got, when yeah. you've been able to go in there and spend 400, 450 plus million 
bringing players across the whole spectrum. So you've brought in defenders, you've brought in midfielders, you've brought in attackers. The time you can be afforded isn't going to be as much as someone who's basically had to come in and work with what he's got. Right? Look yeah. at Ange. Ange just had to come in. Has he really bought that many players? Has he bought any? Did Ange buy any players? I don't think so. Uh, and he lost the biggest. And he lost the, one of the best strikers in Premiership history. So, uh, and he's not apples for apples, but I think he's been given. Uh, he can't complain if he gets fired tomorrow, in my opinion. That's my that's my view. Keep. Yeah, I agree. And the fact that the Glazers are not footballing people who didn't seem to invest in the footballing side, even with kind of like their uh, director of footballs and those kind of people that they've hired, like the guy that kind of led the... the Edwards, the, Edward Woods. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, because they, they just got the wrong people around, didn't it? Mm. In terms of the footballing side. And all they cared about is, is money. Like, no matter where Man United are in the league, globally, they're going to bring bring money in and bring the owners money. And the fact that they're giving controlling football controlling side for... I'll say only 25% shows that they, they were never interested in the football side. They're like, right, if we don't have to deal with this no more, here you go, like, take it. We're just going to reap the benefits of if the team start performing well. So the Glazers are, are happy as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think it's... I, I, I think... Man United, this change, what the, well, this, this, what, what's happened now at Man United might be the best thing that's that's happened to them in a while because they've got this guy's a footballing guy, isn't it? Not really. That that's what for me it's gonna be very interesting to watch because the all these other clubs, they've all got a bit higgy. Compared so to the Glazers, to... compared to the Glazers, he's a footballing guy. Uh it, I would argue the Glazers had owned more sports teams than him. But yes, just compared to the Glazers, he's done more in football than them. He's got a team in, in Switzerland. Yeah, uh, and he bought Nice in France, who was second in the table at the moment. But that whole thing was rocky. That team signed Ross Barkley and Aaron Ramsey. I say no more. Right? <laughs> so, no, so... but you can't sign them in 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 the French league, though. That's, that's you can't sign them in the French league. Right? They were struggling. Now them lot have left. They're doing better. They were they were struggling. <laughs> but, but you live and you learn, right? So to be fair, you're right. They, and they he went there to he they tried to run the team. It wasn't a Glazers thing. Here's some money. But one thing I will always say to my United fans is the Glazers, they've given them, the Glazers have bought players, they've bought oh, managers. Yeah. They, they backed them. They've backed the team. They've backed the team. So I think it'll be interesting to just see how Ratcliffe does with Manchester United because if, he's, if his niece and his other bits are to go by, then it's going to be interesting. And also, just from an experience point of view, I think he's making a bigger jump <laughs> from... From from that club to my United, then then Ten Hag made from Ajax to my United. Don't get me wrong, he's, he runs one of the biggest businesses in the world. His main business, but this is football. It's different. It's really really yeah. different. So, and what what might be a bit of a danger is that he's a football fan, isn't it? That's like if I went into Liverpool now, I might just do a madness just because <laughs> I'm a football fan. And yeah, but if I went to Arsenal, I'm firing out Teta, bro. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah, I think they've got to be careful with that. It could be a Todd Bowley situation. No, only because he's actually run clubs before. And I'm yeah, I'm sure he'll learn from Nice. Like I said, Nice a second. The fan side of him, yeah, he wants Man United back in the big time. 
yeah, yeah. I don't think he'll throw money at him. I think I think he'll be smarter with the decisions and hold more control over the purse string. So, like, I don't know if you saw the Athletic article about the Man United signings um, this week. So, all their summer signings, they had a value for them that was lower than the price that they actually ended up paying for. So, like, Mount, they valued him at, like, 35, 40 million. Even Hoyland, they paid over the odds for. I think they valued him at, like, 50 max all in, like, with all the add-ons and stuff. And even Onana, like, everyone they went for, they had a a benchmark that they would they were aiming for, and they paid over the odds <laughs> on all of them. Imagine, and they all failed. <sighs> Mate, Ten Hag has to go. He has to. I think he has to go personally. I definitely. And the thing is, everyone forgets two things can be true. Yes, the upstairs needs fixing, but yes, the manager might also not have done as well as he could in the situation. So get rid of him. Like you know, yeah. and I hate talking about people losing a job like that, but getting rid of him means he gets a couple of million quid. But I don't even agree when. The, the, those fans here, yeah, they've got their own little gripe with the, the, the Glazers and that. Yeah, cool. I don't really know about it. That's their business. Mm. But you've got your manager. Your manager had free reign to sign who he wanted to sign. He even mm. paid over the odds for it. So he could have got different players and could have got more players in with mm. the extra money that he's gone and signed his players. He sold whatever players. He's tried to make his team. He signed enough players to change that team around. And mm. try and make the t- the players that stayed better players. All that it looks like what happened was he come in, new manager, little lift, and done. That's it. But he brought in yeah. his players and they failed. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And then you've fallen out with two players in that time. One player who, regardless of whatever his age or whatever, could have been uh, he could have been a very useful ally for you in your early days at Manchester United, right? I think he could have oh, played yeah. that. He, he could have played a bit more chess there. I think. On principle, he was right, but the way he executed was wrong. Again, the Jadon Sancho thing, I think on principle, he was probably correct, but the way he executed it was wrong. You just lost to Arsenal. Why are you talking about a man that wasn't even at the stadium? What are we doing here? Yeah. Oh, but you asked me a question. Yeah, then you say, I picked the players that were, I thought would win us the game, uh, and they didn't. So let's talk about that, you know? So, yeah, I, I, I don't think he's got much of a leg to stand on anymore, personally. So, so yeah, I think I think we're going to see, uh, for us non-Man United fans, then there's more drama on the way. So, yeah, long may it continue. Yeah, long may it continue. Lastly, I think, where are we now? We're about, we're a week, we're about a week or so from Ivan Tony's return, right? What is there a specific date in no, January? I think it's like the 16th of January or something like that. Yeah, so, okay. Okay. It's after the FA Cup games, I know that. All right, so we're three, or three weeks or so away from Ivan Tony's return. Obviously, there's been a lot of um, speculation around him. I've got two questions, really. One... Well, three actually. One, do we think he realistically leaves in January? Two, if he leaves, where should he go? We know who's been talked about him, but who should buy him? Who needs him? Yeah, I've got a list of about four teams that could do with him. Right? Uh, and three, do you legitimately get a little discount on him now? So, like, he's not played for a while. You might, you know, do do what? Can I? Uh, he signed a new contract. I want to say last year. I'll double check. Do, do can I can I be cheeky and say well um, plus his issue that he got caught for I don't know if that's gone right I've got to take that on as well I don't know if the gambling thing is going to come back mm. so yeah what do we think one does he really seek go in January no <laughs> I don't think so I think, I think it'll be tough I think it'll be tough for for, for everyone to, to 
to work yeah, it's, out. It's, your... it's risky because obviously we we know what he's done previously, and he hasn't played for however many months now. So I think for everyone anyone to sign him, it'll be hard to expect him to maintain the level. You would want to see him. Yeah, you want to see like what he can do for these last five months of the season. Do you really have to? Seriously? That's what I'm asking. Well, I think you do, man. Like it's Nkunku was injured for how long? Who's that? Sorry, Nkunku was injured for however long. They knew that he was going to come back and he's going to do the business, isn't it? No, but I'm saying they. I'm sure he is going to come back and do decent. He's 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 not going to just fall off like. No, I don't. I don't think he will. But I think if, if you're a buyer, it, it's a it's a risk, isn't it? And like, Brentford won hundred million. Yeah, <laughs> and they won hundred million. Like, For the negotiations, I mean, he hasn't played for five months. We don't know what we're going to get. Da, 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 da. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like, look, and... look what he can do. Kind of like we've, yeah, we've seen yeah, the numbers. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it would be, I think it'd be silly for Brentford to sell him, just based on the fact that they know what he can offer to the team, and I think it would be risky for someone to buy him, just in case it doesn't live up to the. Because like, if you buy him now, how many goals are you expecting from him before the end of the ten, season? For, for a Arsenal team, team. Yeah, Arsenal team, ten goals. Yeah, like, yeah. Listen. So if you if you spent 40, 50 million on him. How many goals do you want from him before the end of the season? No, well, I'm, I, I want 15. And this is it, 15? <laughs> in half in a season? Bruv, he, he better come back on fire, bruv. <laughs> if he came back... big money in January for the striker that everyone thinks is going to solve everything and win me the Prem. Not, do, do you know what it is? It ain't even about the goals. He needs to come in and affect this yeah. title yeah. race, isn't it? Yeah, he needs yeah, to come yeah. in and affect the title race. He needs to come in and affect the Champions League, um, the, the 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 games that we've got in there, and the FA Cup. He needs to do all all of that. I think a lot of pressure, man. A lot of pressure. I think there's a couple of things. So his contract ends in 2025. So actually, at the end of this summer, he's got one year left. Brentford don't want to be playing chicken with that situation. You've seen other teams get burnt recently. I think. Secondly, I think you're both right in the sense of. Yeah, the timeout, but Terrell, you're right. You know, people are injured for longer than they come back. But I do think it'll be interesting to see how he copes with coming back because the reason why you're out makes a difference in in like how you mentally handle it and stuff. If you're injured, you know, it kind of was it happened. It's, they're used to dealing with that almost as footballers. This kind of thing. And I remember when Rio got that long ban, etc. Everyone was like, how's you know, how's it gonna be all right coming back? This kind of thing where you could have been playing, but for some reason whether it's your fault or you got nabbed or you feel it's unfair, you haven't been, you've got all that frustration building up for months. So I think the only, the difference with this is how has he mentally handled it? How's he going to mentally handle the comeback? But I think yeah. he'll come back. I think he'll be fine. I think, I think he's Bre- firing. Yeah, I think he's going to be firing. I don't think... Yeah, Brentford... I think he will. He's, he's talented, isn't it? So... Yeah, yeah. And then and Buemo's injured now, isn't he? Like, decent yeah. injuries. He's had to, has to have an operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's missing that. the... African nations, isn't he? Yeah, so he's out of minimum Feb March. So you're not selling Tony. So yeah, I think um, because I was I was gonna say yeah, like Brentford around are kind of around mid table, kind of lower, kind of on the lower side of mid table. But yeah, Yeah. they've done well. They're not gonna get relegated. I don't think. 
they, 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 I would, you just said Mbomo got injured, but Mbomo mm-hmm. and Wissar, they, yeah. they, they do dope up front together. Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if I'm Brentford, I'm thinking, do you know what? How we're doing now, we're doing well. We're doing okay. I think still in the back of their mind is always going to be no relegation. Stay in the Prem, stay in the Prem, yeah, stay in the Prem. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be that now, isn't it? So if we did get a bit of a 50 million... Can we just can we just add to our squad to a guy that hasn't been here all season? But they bought a striker. I was just trying to look in their squad. They bought a striker for decent money as well. They're squad that's already been playing the whole season. Yeah, they're preparing for life after him. They 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 bought a striker. I'm trying to find his name. Is it Jensen? They bought a striker. That's good. Great him coming back, and he's probably going to be firing because he wants to be in the England's. Um, side and that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. So he's going to be firing. But then next season, you're going to have to deal without. You're going to have to be without him now. You know he's yeah. going to. Leave. You know he wants yeah. to go. But you've yeah, done yeah. it already. You've done it. Start of the season to January, you've done it, and you've coped and you've done well. So why not? Let's just cash in now. Yeah, you could look ahead. Yeah, I hear that. I just don't think they'll do it. And and I, the people that run that club as well. They're very data-driven, very analytical. They'll put up his stats and be like, I'm sorry, you could not get another striker in the market <laughs> that does what he does for less than the money we're asking you. You cannot. The, the, the only reason, the only thing yeah, that makes me think that hmm, they probably might keep him till the summer is that if he comes back and bangs, that's yeah. just adding money on. Keep me in the prem. And that hundred million I want, or whatever it is, I'm definitely getting it this but summer. If he doesn't, well, if he doesn't, yeah, it's, it's a jeopardy they got to take because then you get to the summer, he's only got one year left. Did, and and now, and he didn't bang. He scored three goals. <laughs> <laughs> he scored three goals. Yeah. Then the whole thing. Wait, if he scores three mind, goals, he, he's not going to the Euros, is he? So he he needs to score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, think go to the Euros the, now. Now people are looking at him, thinking, "Nah, I'm paying." To be honest, when I think about teams that should try and buy him, I think there's a long list. Yeah. So if I look at the Premiership right now, I think we should try and buy him. Well, I think... Arsenal and Liverpool. Arsenal and Liverpool could buy him. But Newcastle. Well, Liverpool won't though, because we've got five strikers, you've five got, attackers. You've got, you've got yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to. Manchester United and Newcastle should be in the queue, bro. They should be in the queue. Hundred yeah. percent they should be. And Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea should be in the 100%. Chelsea 100%. Arsenal 100%. Yeah. Newcastle, hmm, they should, but... They're they definitely bad another strong. You know, even Tottenham. Tottenham, 100%. Mm, they should be, but they won't. Richarlison, 60 million, was starting to get the money out of him. Son is their number nine now. Yeah, yeah. Richarlison. Yeah. Son goes back put, on the put left. Put Son back out left and put Tony up front. I think yeah, that's a good plan for Tottenham. Yeah. But they're not they're not doing 100 million they're not they're not spending that money so it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up very very interesting but i think it, what is he now 26 26 27 so, yeah yeah good time man I, I i think for me he comes back if i could write the story he comes back he bangs goals he goes to the euros does a bit and then he's holding an arsenal shirt at the beginning of august <laughs> yeah i'm telling you something imagine you come back yeah you're him you come back and Arsenal submit a bid for you. Now, you at Arsenal, top of the table, Arsenal. And they're saying, come and you're going to be the man. Jesus you're is gonna, here you're and gonna there. Suck. 
but he, you are the man. Now he can bang goals at Arsenal mm. in the league. He's hundred million percent going to the Euros. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What you said you're going to football. If he bangs, imagine he bangs in the Champions League in the knockout stages. Bro, I'm looking at so, my agent and I'm saying, yo. What are you doing for him? What are we saying? Are we, are we in strike territory? Are we like Peter on the wheel? Nah, nah, nah. Because Brentford have backed him. Like, they backed yeah. it, yeah. yeah like, back. that, I, yeah, I, don't think, I don't think he would do that. He doesn't I'm having like a word. Player, I'm yeah. having a word. I'm having yeah. a word. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm having a word. All right, listen. Boys, it's always been a pleasure. Um, As always, please like, comment and subscribe. Everyone have a fantastic Christmas for those of you who celebrate. Otherwise, have enjoyed the bank holidays and the days off. Um, and we'll see you in the new year. Give us, uh, give us, um, let us know how the new format worked. If it was all right, if you, we don't need to get together and I don't need to see these mugs every 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 Sunday. <laughs> let me know. Let me know. Apart from that, boys, enjoy your Christmas. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, you, we'll see Take you care. next time. Peace.